Hello and welcome in the Schland, a podcast about everyone's favorite, most reluctant superpower, Germany. I'm William Noah Glucroft, coming to you from the shining Hauptstadt on a plane, Berlin. These episodes are based on my substack of the same name. Check it out at schland.substack.com. Or don't go anywhere at all and do what everyone else does these days. Read with your ears while doing a dozen other things. Your choice. Either way, it's free. This thoughtful quetch was first published on July 30th, 2023, under the title Deutsche Denkfehler, Kill Art. About how a visit to the Hamburger Bahnhof Museum of Contemporary Art reveals how much Germany is obsessed with process, order, and authoritarianism, even if it doesn't really know it. Viel Spaß! Berlin has great in many museums. Indeed, they are one of the highlights of living here. On the weekend, I went to Hamburger Bahnhof, which is one of my favorites, even though exhibits there can be very hit or miss. Such is the risk you run with contemporary art. As they say around here, Is this Kunst oder kann das weg? Is this art or can we get rid of it? When it's good, though, it can be fun and engaging, or at least weird. Take the current offer. Dreams Have No Titles is classy, romantic, and more than a tad subversive. Simple facts will throw your sense of perspective into question with nothing more than some yarn. A wonderful way to spend a couple hours in the afternoon while summer storms are passing through. Then there's the central exhibit currently occupying the main hall, Eva Febergas's Devouring Lovers. The title alone is enough of a turn-on to put up with the line and get you through the door. The optics take it from there. Who doesn't want to play in what is essentially a bagged-up ball pit evoking larger-than-life sex toys? And that's pretty much the point of it. The Barcelona-born millennial made this specifically for the museum to expand the boundaries of sculpture, inviting visitors to a sensual spatial experience. The artist embraces tactile engagement, physical intimacy, and sensory relations, where touch is the primary source of knowledge. Her work is about learning through one's fingers. Now for the punchline. However much the artist might embrace physical interaction with her art, and as a central purpose of her art, is irrelevant. The museum doesn't. We hadn't anticipated so many people to come and want to. Too much touching will damage the exhibit, the museum guard explained, as he alone lazily policed the entire hall for rebellious visitors with the chutzpah to fulfill the artist's vision. Meanwhile, he had to awkwardly rationalize how a fully permissible, even encouraged act was simultaneously forbidden. Allowed in theory, banned in practice, welcome to Germany. Wir haben die Entwicklung falsch eingeschätzt. It's high tourist season, and one of Berlin's most central and popular museums did not think that many people would come. Leave it to German officialdom to bemoan success. Also leave it to German officialdom to obsess over process with few cares left over for content. A set of rules are developed within which a work can be developed for the explicit purpose of fulfilling a specific and preordained outcome. Deviations or experimentation are frowned upon. We will destroy the thing to save it if we have to, but it will perform as we expect it to. 
You, on the receiving end of the work, are free to experience it, but only in the limited way we have determined is appropriate. Thus, the freedom authoritarian access is preserved. To enforce these rules, or, as we see here, non-rules for a made-up problem, fake authority is bestowed upon middle management types, here a guard. Bystanders with no authority other than their own over-eager sense of compliant do-gooderism not only obey, but become willful force multipliers. In this case, a young woman visiting the museum thought she was doing the world a solid by warning against touching the art before the guard himself got around to telling you not to touch the art that was there to be touched. To be fair and more precise, it's not that interacting with the art was outright off-limits, only unfettered interaction left to the visitor's discretion. Ultimately, the museum was in control of the extent to which interaction was both permissible and worthwhile. Maybe just choose wisely the one place and time you want to touch it. That's okay, the guard added. No touching. A cultural environment like this may have served Volkswagen well, but it is hardly one where play, ideas, and innovation flourish. Lots of public money is spent on the arts in Germany, which looks commendable on the surface, but more often reinforces established methods and structures rather than taking a risk on anything new. Even when, as with devouring lovers, the commissioner specifically asked the commission for it. If the art gets destroyed in the process, that sounds like a success. Only in the Teutonic imaginary is it obviously a failure. That's all for this episode of the Schland Podcast. Remember, you can get more episodes and even dust off those literacy skills of your own at schland.substack.com. You've heard my kvetch. Now I want to hear yours. Don't hesitate to be in touch and let me know what you think about this or any other essay or anything else going on in Germany that confuses, frustrates, or tickles you. From the Schland, this is the Schland. I'm William Noah Glucroft. Tschüss und bis zum nächsten.